what's going on everybody today i have a very special guest so i had met today's guest over at a tony robbins platinum partner you know meetup you know we were out in beverly hills and we were hanging out near a fire pit and uh, first thing i talk about is he had this nice beard and i'm like boy man like I, I i get like itchy on my neck and he's like he's like is, is it itchy all the time I'm like well you know after i shave and stuff and he's like he tells me like this like hypnotherapy technique like bring your attention to the itch and if it's like at a seven you know focus on bringing it down to a six and like then bring it all the way down to one i was like whoa like well that's that's like very powerful and then just hearing him talk about other things i have if you listen to a, a previous podcast i had with mate from vibravision he was talking about these guys who were introduced to this meditation martial art breath work that was only in the indonesian family for you know about 450 years like like 12 generations and like these are the first westerners that were trained in this breath work i'm like whoa so then i was like man this guy is amazing and he's talking about just some really incredible stuff in terms of what he's been able to do from like just putting his mind to something and manifesting like in dr joe dispenza crazy stuff and I'll tell you what, it was actually very surprising <laughs> when I'm doing my research and I go online and I see that he's a lawyer. <laughs> I was like, that was like left field. I did not expect that at all. So if you want to check him out, if you're, if you're a lawyer and you want to become a digital nomad lawyer, you can actually check out his website. It's uh, digitalnomadlawyer.co and he teaches you how to do the same. So Anyway, long story short, I'm really excited to have him on. He's a, he's a great guy. I definitely, I'm very positive that you're going to learn a lot from him, just as I have in the brief interaction that we had. So Dustin, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today, my man. Thanks, Greg. It's a pleasure. And thanks so much for having me here and excited to chat with you and see if we can uh, provide some value today. I'm very excited for that. Awesome. So kick us off, man. What, what got you started on your entrepreneurial journey? So, you know, I went to college and I studied electrical engineering. Uh, both my parents were engineers and I studied electrical engineering. Um, be, kind of because I was good at math. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. <clears throat> um, my parents were engineers. So I was like, okay, I'll just do engineering. About two years into it, I was like, okay, this is fun, but I don't really see myself wanting to do this long term. So what do I want to do? Um, and I was I was on like the school senate for our college. So it's like I kind of like the human interaction and like creating, you know, legislation for people and all that. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll try law school. Let me go into law. So um, <clears throat> so I ended up applying to law school, going to law school. About two years into law school, I'm like, mm, I don't really want to do this lawyer thing. Um, but I finished it. I took the bar, passed the bar. I said, I'm going to take it once. If I pass it, great. If I don't, uh, great. And the bar exam is like, is this exam for, <clears throat> for you know, you have to pass it in order to practice as a lawyer. So after that, I'm like, okay, I don't want to practice law. So I went in, I moved from Sacramento, which is where I went to law school, down to Los Angeles. And as my uncle was gracious enough to allow me to stay there for a few months for free and just kind of figure myself out what I wanted to do. So that's when I started to listening to podcasts and learning about online business and online entrepreneurship. And this was around 2010. Um, How old so were you at the time? I was 27. 27. Yeah. Um, 
And like a light bulb went off when I was listening to that about people who are sharing their expertise online and making money and kind of having that remote, being able to be remote. And 2010 was sort of the start of it. And right now it's like way more popular, but 2010, there was not a lot of people doing it, at least not a lot of people teaching it. So a light bulb went off. I started to dabble in that. I, I created a blog to help um, some of my friends and other people pass the bar exam because I had just passed it. So I was like, I was fresh in my mind. Let me help other people do that as well. So I started to do that. Um, and it was fun. It was an experimental thing. Um, ended up making some money off of it, ended up creating a book off of it. Um, and it was cool, but it wasn't like necessarily making a lot of money or paying the bills. So I ended up going back into law, uh, getting an actual job, um, and doing that. And it, law was actually, I liked it better than I thought I would in law school. They sort of scare you, at least the one I went to <clears throat> my perception of it anyway, was to get scared and it's a very rule-based and you can't mess up and like very like, you know, rigid, which I don't like. I'm more of a free spirit, but I went into law and I, I worked with someone and, um, kind of saw that you don't have to be perfect, kind of saw a lot of mistakes they had made and they were very chill about it. So it, it gave me some confidence in terms of being able to actually go out there and represent for the, the clients. So I dabbled in some legal jobs, uh, mostly part-time for a couple of years. Um, and then my bar exam started to take off. So I was kind of living off of that for a while. And after some time, um, our website got hacked and it was right before bar exam season was going to start. And I didn't know how to fix it and it took forever to fix. So like for a month, our website was down and then Google, you know, blacklisted it or whatever. Um, so I didn't make any money and I was still spending. So I had like 20,000 in credit card debt and I didn't have any money coming in. And it was the most stressful financial period of my life, you know, probably still today up to that moment. Um, so I started rampantly applying to law jobs and trying to get into like get a job you know anywhere doing some legal work and it took about a month and it was just very stressful and my credit card limit was like getting skimmed finally I got a job um, and I started working full-time for a law firm I did that for about a year and three quarters so it was workers comp in California uh, we're represent representing the applicants I did that for a few years a year and three quarters um, learned a lot learned a ton and then at a certain point, it was like just some of the decisions management was making wasn't a big fan of. So I decided I was going to leave and start my own firm. Um, that was a very, 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 very difficult decision. I was getting a stable salary of like 85K. Um, and just to kind of say goodbye to the 85K, let me step into the unknown and start my own law practice where I, I had like one or two people who were sending me workers comp cases. Um, but, you know, what if they stopped or whatever, you know, all these things go in your head. What if it fails, blah, blah, blah. But my intuition was telling me to go. And I remember there was this moment where I was lying on the grass because I was very stressed out, like about what was going on at work. Do I start my own? What do I do? And I was like, I asked God, why do I have to go through this? What is what, what are, what's going on here? And the answer came immediately. And it said, he said, I don't know why you're so stressed. This could be one of the greatest times for you to create the next level of your life for the next phase of your life. And immediately my mindset shifts from depression and self-pity and all this to excitement and joy. Like, what do we want to create in the next phase? Not as this is a bad thing, said this is an amazing thing to create. So immediately shift. I ended up deciding to go out on my own. I trusted my intuition and 
you know, I had a fallback plan, which I think is important for people who are in this situation. Like, what's your, what's the worst thing that can happen? I go and start, I lose some money, I lose some time, whatever. I could go get another job if I want to. Um, but I went full force, trust my intuition. I used some of the manifestation techniques a little bit that we talked about, because I think, um, you know, I was ready to do that. And that's important when creating is to understand how our mind works, understand how the universe works, understand how we work within the universe to be able to manifest and create. So I went on my own within year one, we had two other employees and it was, you know, a good caseload. Within the second year, we had 10 employees. And within the third year, we had 40 employees. Um, and we were then making seven figures in the law practice. Um, not my personal salary, but the law practice was making seven figures. Um, so, I, you know, that was a journey in and of itself. Um, and something I, I want to tell young entrepreneurs, especially those who are trying to get started, we sometimes compare where we want to be with where we are now. We're like, oh, I can't handle that. I'm not there. I'm not ready for that. You only need to be ready to start. You only need to be ready to start. You're going to, when you get to this next level, you're going to have to go through the lessons anyway to get to this next level. And you can't learn those lessons over here. You can only learn them through the process. So as you start and as you go through the process, be aware, be alert, and be willing to learn as you go through. Um, you don't have to be ready at the finish line. You got to be ready to start and that's it. Um, and I think that's really important for people to know because some people will never go for their dreams because they don't think they're good enough. They don't think they're ready. They don't think they see the vision, which is great, where they want to be. And they think, oh, I'm not, I can't handle that vision. You don't have to handle that vision. You just have to handle being started. And if you have any idea and desire to start, you're probably ready to start. So just start and then learn as you go. That is extremely powerful, especially about that, that moment where you're just like, when you, when you ask God, like, and you're when you had that epiphany like wow and just like that whole different mindset shift i personally had something like that happen in my life this past weekend crazy mm -hmm. stuff and we can talk about that more some other time but talk about the transition from your law practice going from physical to where you start moving into you know you being a digital nomad i know that's a pretty great story because you is a, there's a seeming setback but it actually helped out in your favor tremendously yeah like so many things things that seem bad at the time can be the most beautiful best blessings and i i do believe that i think the universe i think it wants our best so sometimes it makes something hurt to catch your attention and it probably wasn't the first time it's probably trying to been throwing you nuggets a little bit if you're paying attention to the signs and how you feel and what you're seeing and experiencing um so I would say for me paying attention to that, but if I don't, it comes with a little punch and says, I want you to feel this pain because I, I see what's on the other side of this for you. Please figure it out and step through it, you know, and I'm not going to let you fall. It seems like you're going to, you're falling, but you're not falling. I'm just helping you shift because I see what's on the other side for you. Um, yeah. So the, the law practice, what I wanted to do, I didn't want, as you could probably tell, I don't want to be a traditional like lawyer kind of my name on the corner office. Like I didn't really care about that as much. What I wanted to do is help people in a way that I could. Um, and I wanted to create a law practice where I could, I love to travel and I didn't want to be in a position where like I have to go to the office every day and driving. And it's, I lived in LA, so I don't want to be driving an hour to and from there was, there was no real point to that for me. I don't see the point of driving to the office just to be in the office. Now for some people, that's great. And Obviously, there's benefits with the community and seeing people and seeing other colleagues and stuff. 
Uh, for me, I wanted to do something different because I wanted to travel. So thankfully, we had the tools. This was in 2016, and the tools were just kind of given, came to birth really in the last couple of years where I could really create everything to be remote. Um, so I started figuring out the tools and started piecing the law firm together um, where we get our mail scanned in. I can send mail from the Internet. I just upload it to a place. It sends it out. It has a proof of service, which we need in, in law firms. Um, so, yeah, and I started hiring on Upwork. So we hired different team members and, you know, they're, they're in different parts of the world. Uh, we have a text message system that we could do online or from our phones on an app. We can call from the office from our app. So we did all these things to, to well, yeah, I and then later the team to create it so we could be uh, remote. And it's been amazing. I've, I've been able to build the practice while also being able to be remote. I've traveled more in the last few years than I ever have before. Um, you know, a couple of years in, my wife and I spent a month in Spain we've right now i'm in tulum mexico um yeah we've been in mexico we've been in greece we spent about three to four weeks in greece during all this as well so it's i think for me that's what i wanted so thankfully the tools were there and the mindset was there and then it's just a matter of applying both and creating that boom and you know on one of your youtube videos you talk about being specific on where you want to travel because people say i want to travel the world and i'm i'd say this myself like i want to travel the world but you said it's very vague and you said think about when you're 90 years old and you're thinking about where the places you want to travel like what are the three places you really want to travel to what are what are those three places for you that were like i gotta travel here or live here for a certain amount of time Yes. Uh, so, yeah, people say, oh, I want to have a lifestyle where I'm a millionaire. I travel the world. I'm with my dream partner and kind of like, OK, that's cool. That's interesting. But they put, sort of put it out there in front of them like, oh, at some point, someday I'll get to that point. But that doesn't necessarily happen. It happens if you keep thinking about it. Right. But you can shorten that. I mean, it might happen if you just keep thinking about dreaming about it, maybe five years, 10 years, whatever starts to happen. But you can shorten that. Like if you want that, if you're having the desire now, start creating it now. Um, and what that usually requires is a shift in mindset or learning something or shifting who you are a little bit to attract that. Because you're not attracting it now. It's because you haven't learned, maybe learned the lessons to get there yet or gone through the process to get there. Right. So, for example, people say, oh, I want to travel the world. Well, it's vague. So instead of saying I want to travel the world, pick like what's the one, two, three countries you really, really, really want to go to. And plan a trip this year. Go, even if you're working at a job, take a week off um, or go during the holidays or whatever and plan a trip and go this year and, and do that, be that, go there. So many people say, I, I want to do that. They put it in the back of their mind. Then they're 65, 70, and then they don't go and they have health issues. Like you don't want to go be traveling to Egypt or Costa Rica when you're 70. You want to go when you're younger. So take a week and go, go there. Um, it's part of our... Part of what we're here on earth, I think, to do is, is the exploration, is the experience. It's not about, let me build a career, let me work hard till I'm 65 and then retire. That's not, that's sort of the programmed, I think, model, but that's not really what, what for me anyway, what we're really here to do. It's here to, to, to do that, of course, um, but also to experience life and to experience the world and also to experience ourselves, learn about ourselves and what kind of we've got really inside of us. And, bring that out to the world. 
there we go, man. What are like the places that you were like, I gotta make sure I go to before, before I get too old. Uh, Egypt is one of them. And we've been there twice. Uh, I went once on my own and once with my wife, um, Costa Rica went to Mexico. Um, still on my list is Antarctica. It is, um, Eastern Europe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then I think Canada, I want to, I've been to Canada, but maybe go live in, you know, Toronto for a month or Vancouver for a month. I would love to do that as well. Um, uh, but yeah, we, I, I just, when I have desire to do it, I usually will just kind of go, I've been to Bali, been to South Africa. Um, I just kind of put it in where, when are we going to go, put it in my focus and then the universe opens up. So, okay, here you go. You want this? Here you go. I love that, man. So let's talk about like the, so you started like going into personal development and, and reading and all this stuff, you know, around 2010, when, when did you start getting into like the Tony Robbins world? So I had, I had, so personal development is so key. It's, it's like the key to everything in my opinion. Um, Cause who you are as a person, how you grow, how you expand will shape everything you get will shape how you feel. So for me, it's like it's a never ending thing. And so I had studied under people who had studied under Tony Robbins for a few years, uh, like Brenda Burchard, T. Harv Ecker, these guys. And, but I never studied with the big guy himself. Um, so it was in 2018. That's when my law practice started to grow from 10 people to 40 people. And it was a very stressful time period because how I manage a company at 10 people is very different than how I can manage it at 40 people. And I was still the chokehold and all the questions were coming to me. I was like, I don't know what to do here. So I was like, and I saw a Facebook ad for Tony Robbins. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time for I start studying with him. So I did hire one of his coaches and they gave me a free uh, class or a free uh, UPW, Unleash the Power Within course. So I went to that course and it's interesting how things work out because during that time I was it was stressful. And I also had said, you know, I haven't been to a seminar in a while. Like I used to go to these a lot and I've been a couple of years and I haven't been. And that was kind of the time where I, you know, I'd worked at a full-time job and I started my own. So I stopped going to seminars for a few years and I could feel it. So I decided to go to unleash the power within. And as I was, before I was going there too, I was thinking in my mind, like I need a peer group that's going to like really level me up. Um, kind of where I had built the law practice and where I was at, at my personal development around the peers. I was, I was sort of kind of at the top level, which, uh, not in an arrogant way, but you know, there's always something I can learn from others, but I just kind of knew it was time for me to be around people who are going to yank me up. If you're looking around the room and you're sort of the most experienced or the most innovative, probably got to get into a different room so you can get yanked up. So he had a, he has a group called platinum partners. And I knew immediately the day one when he's talked about it, that this was going to be for me. Um, so I ended up signing up and it was an amazing decision because the, the people that are in that group are very, very high level and also very heart centered. It's a very strong mind, successful, but also very heart centered. So it was a beautiful combination there. And I've learned so much and I feel like immediately they yanked me up. And so, so with Platinum Partnership, you go to his courses for a year. I'm not trying to sell Platinum Partnership, by the way, but um, just sharing what it did for me. So you go to his courses for a year, um, you're around this community, and it really, I feel, helped level me up. And they entered, that community introduced me to so many other 
uh, things and learnings and teachings as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for it. And having that environment is so important and continual personal development is so important because those are, those are really what's going to give you and like, we're worth it. You know, we're born on this earth. We're worth it. So do whatever you can to be in these kinds of groups, even if it's, if you're just reading audible or audiobooks in your drive every day, listening to podcasts every day, um, and be okay with that struggle and trying to figure it out. Like, that struggle sort of isn't, it's good because it's, it's showing you where you can grow and there's always a level up. So, you know, you, you brush your teeth every day, you shower every day, you, you do your personal development every day. It's a course or a book or something, because it's just going to make you better. It's going to make you happier, make you more successful, make you um, a more contributing person for the world, for the world. Yo, so yeah, I, you know, one thing that I am a huge, huge, huge fan of is you know you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and i've definitely been there myself where i've been working at a job where i feel that okay i feel that i'm one like i'm the smartest person in this room and it feels weird i'm like i don't really like this so one thing that i tell my talk to my audience about my friends about all the time is like getting into these rooms and like talking with super successful people and being part of these masterminds so um, one thing that I like when I've gone to like Tony Robbins' UPW and Daily Destiny, like these are amazing events because you meet like the most incredible people on the planet. Um, I, I would I would encourage you or I would ask, like, um, can you please share with the younger crowd who what what is it like really like being in the the, the platinum partners? Can you lay it out? So some, so someone who's like, maybe they feel stuck, like, Hey, like I want, I want that. Like, I want a peer group like that, or maybe it may not be for them, but just the benefits of really, really being in that group and painting that picture. So we're like, wow, like that's something awesome to strive for. Cause I'm a really, really big, big fan of being around the right people. Yeah. So, so there's the courses you get all of Tony's courses for a year, right? Which that in and of itself is great because Tony Rob something companies, he's almost a billionaire, uh, very successful in so many ways. So learning from him is awesome. The peer group is even more awesome than the courses. Um, and that's more even long lasting than the courses. So for example, um, before crypto took off last year, um, I was at an event, I was talking to my friend and he's telling me about crypto and he's studying all this crypto stuff. And he's like, yeah, like get in because it's going to blow up in a couple months. So I was like, okay, cool. So I put a bunch of money in and it blew up and we made a bunch of money on that before it kind of came mainstream and everybody started buying. You know what I mean? Um, so it was little stuff like that where I wasn't really into crypto or didn't really know about it. But you have with the Platinum Partners, you have so many people who are so specifically experts in different areas and if you just go and you're communicating with them they're going to tell you and they're going to hook you up and they're going to help you and they're very like when i joined platinum i didn't my mind is like i don't belong here these guys are way better than me i don't think i can like hang blah 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 but that group like it yanks you up it's almost like the more um the if i come in with like that insecurity like it's it's met with love and upliftingness, right? That's the ultimate peer group to be, I think, to be a part of. So there's that. There's another person who who knew how to study and buy businesses, and they studied with someone, and they told me something about that and how to, and they introduced me to their course, which I would never would have found. Um, going to Joe Dispenza's meditation. There's a huge group of them that go do Joe Dispenza meditations, and I I had heard about him, but I probably 
like wouldn't have gotten into it as much if I didn't have this peer group of like a group of them saying, hey, we're going, this is the date, here's the register link, sign up, you know, that really kind of helped and supported. Um, and then I, so, so many things. And just when you start talking around people and you start, you start absorbing their energy and they're absorbing your energy, you just naturally become, it's almost like you become more of yourself, to be honest. Because I think we we think in society we have limiting beliefs and we think we're not good enough. I think we actually know we're good enough, but there's a point in life where we were scared of that. We're like, oh my God, like I'm in the spotlight or oh my God, I know how to do this, but um, somebody criticizes me, right? So we're like, we don't know how to handle that. So we like, let me shrink myself down until I figure out how to handle this. But we're not aware we're doing that and we forgot we did that. So we go through our whole life keep bumping up against this upper wall. But in reality, if it's because we, we know we're good and we know we can do it, but we pretend like we're not, you know what I'm saying? So when you get around those people, you actually start to feel more yourself because you can express the beauty and the greatness that you are. And it's, it's enveloped, it's swallowed in and it's encouraged. And I think getting around a group like that is really important. Man, the way you described that was, was phenomenal. And from my own experience of hanging out with the Platts as well, it's like, yeah, you feel that. I feel like I'm part of like this big ass, loving, successful family. And it's just like this really big emphasis on connection, spirituality, health, like just community. And is that really the best way to describe it is, is family. And um, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, about like the Dr. Joe Dispenza stuff, because like, I read one of his books. You are you are the placebo. Fantastic book. What is it like going to going through his stuff, and how did that help out with your your mind? It's it's amazing, and everybody has different experiences. But I think on a whole, everybody goes in there kind of becoming more in tune with who they are, realizing the love that they have within and the power that they have within. And the true power, I think, comes from here, the heart, not necessarily from the head. The the imagined power comes from the head. We feel like we're powerful for coming from here, but true power is coming from the heart. Um, if somebody's yelling at you or a client's yelling at you or someone's pissing you off, do you react? Do you get upset? That's not true power. Can you still be in a place of centeredness and love and send them love and understand where they're coming from and understand, you know, their history and their past, even if you don't know it, but understand that sort of thing. That's where true power is. And that's where the true skill and development is. Uh, so anyway, with Joe Dispenza, I had so many things going on there um, because you're doing, you're in this room of very heart-centered, loving people, and you're doing this ancient breath where you're activating your pineal gland. So your, your pineal gland is the, is kind of like your access to the divine. We think, it's interesting, we think like God is hard to communicate with, or angels are hard to communicate with. And sometimes we get messages or it's not always clear. And we, you know, is there a God? Is there a higher purpose for me or whatever? But there, we're all designed to be able to tap into that. Just we haven't always learned how to do that. So you do this breath where you're drawing the energy up into your, your brain, into your pineal gland. And by doing that, the, the breath, there's crystals, kind of like in a cell phone. There's, uh, I don't know the full context of a cell phone, but I think the crystals help get into the, the, eth the ether where you can like talk to someone, you know, miles away. So our, there's crystals around our pineal gland. And when you activate it with the breath and pushes on there, you start to basically tap into the energetic field that's around you. And it becomes more easier to communicate with your angels, with God, 
um, you know, however you want to look at it. And so that's what a lot of people have that experience, I myself included, and can ask questions. You get these very clear, very clear answers that just go down, just so resonate with you. And it provides a lot of clarity and context in terms of what you're here for, what you want to do, um, how you want to help and, and things like that. So yeah, I had a lot of mystical experiences, a lot of uh, clear insights as well. Um, I share some of those on my, on my YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah. And that's your YouTube channel is that digital. Um, no, uh, no. So I have a couple of different things. One, that one's manifestation Academy. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the one I'm building up right now. It's kind of teaching personal development, teaching, um, manifestation, spiritual development, things like that. That's powerful, man. And does, does the Dr. Joe, Dispenser, does he have a, a mastermind as well for, for people who want to go to that next level or is it mostly events and courses? I think he just has events and courses, um, but there's groups with, that you meet people there and they form these WhatsApp groups. Um, so there's a lot of like different WhatsApp groups that are pseudo masterminds um, of Dr. Joe type people. Yeah. One thing I think is powerful, and you use the word, you know, um, energetic field, right? Like, because everything really is energy like everything just vibrating like you know atoms like that's all everything is made out of are atoms that are vibrating at a, at a specific frequency and one thing i like about dr joe dispenza is he talks about the um how he describes like the quantum field in such a clear way can you describe because you, you you told a phenomenal story at you know oh around the, the bonfire pit, would you, would you describe what that, what that is here? Yeah. To share the story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the, so just some context for, if, if people don't know in the quantum field, it's, there's no space, no time, no place. Right. We, which we kind of hear about, but what that means is things can be manifested very, very quickly when you're in the quantum field. Um, so, you know, we, we've been taught to kind of visualize your dreams or visualize your goals. What you're doing with that at some level is tapping into the field and you're finding the possibility you want to attract to yourself and you're bringing that back into the 3D world, this third dimension um, that we all are living, what we see with our eyes, hear with our ears, breathe with our nose. So you're sort of yanking that in as a, as a possibility. So that's the power of the visualization. So what happens in... In, in the meditations is you, you go into these deep meditations. So the higher you kind of tap into that, the quicker you can manifest. So with my law practice, we, we were dealing with a couple of challenges. One was um, uh, audit from the IRS. And one was uh, the state, some, a client, had, we have thousands of clients and a client had complained about us and the state bar kind of sent us a letter kind of seeing what's going on with that. Um, so we did this meditation it's called the changing boxes meditation. And basically we're living in a box where these problems exist, but what if we could switch our box, our frequency, our vibration to a box where these problems don't exist at all. Then if the problem disappears in the energetic frequency realm, then it disappears in your real life as well. So the problem I wanted to quote unquote vanish or disappear was the IRS. I wanted to have the IRS, you know, issue go away. So a week before the event, they had sent me a letter saying, yeah, you owe $12,000. You know, you got to pay this amount of money. Okay. So I went to the meditation. <clears throat> I'm in the middle of the meditation. 
I don't know how deep you want me to get into this, but you asked me, so I'll just share. Um, I'm in the meditation and in the middle of it, I feel this like energy vortex sort of open up and this lady's face kind of pops in. And then next, I'm just kind of like looking at like, what's this? And the next thing I know, this lady pops in front of me. And this is with my eyes closed in the meditation. It's not like, I'm not seeing this with my eyes open, just so it's clear. And she's this super bubbly person. She has this white blouse on. She's got black hair, kind of curly, but not like totally curly. And she's very, very high energy. And she's almost high energy where like, if you're in a room, someone comes with this high energy and you're like, almost like a, like it's so high, you, you're, you're scared they're going to, you're going to be judged or you can't whatever. And then sometimes they lower their energy to meet yours. She was the type that was not going to lower her energy. She was like, so loved herself and such high vibrations. She was going to bring you up rather than you come down to meet your level. Um, so she comes up to me and she says, hi, my name is Samantha. Do you believe in instant manifestation? And I was like a little bit scared, but I said, yes. And she says, okay, here you go. And she hands me a letter and I look at it. It's a dismissal letter. And she said, and I say, thank you. And then she kind of goes away. Um, so I, I was like, okay, this is interesting. I've never had something quite like this happen. So that happened on Saturday. And then on Monday, um, after the event, I went to go check my email. And sure enough, in my email inbox was a dismissal letter. But the dismissal letter wasn't from the IRS. The dismissal letter was from the state bar. And I looked at it and they say, we're dismissing the case. We're, you know, whatever. Interesting thing about it was I checked my email on Monday. So for those of that know quantum physics, when you observe something, that's when it becomes real, right? I checked my email on Monday and that was the dismissal letter was there. But that email actually had been sent Friday, like late afternoon. So the, the letter was sent to me before I did the meditation Saturday morning. Um, so it was, and for, uh, for those that understand quantum, there's like this reverse time thing that happens too. It's like sometimes things happen before it happens, if that makes sense. It happens in the energetic realm before it happens. It's the energetic realm knew I was going to do the meditation, knew what I should ask for Saturday morning, which is what I felt. So the letter got sent the evening before. Um, yeah, some people may say, oh, that's coincidence or whatever. I don't, I don't feel it was. This, this issue had been going on for months, and all of a sudden, the day, night before I do this meditation, it disappears. I don't know about that. Um, so I feel it was a reverse quantum time where it happened before I actually did the meditation. But I hadn't observed it into reality until the Monday afterwards. So the State Bar dismissed the thing. So I was, so I was telling people about this because I, I told them before I even saw the letter, this is what happened. It's like, okay, well, let us know what happens. On Monday, I get the dismissal letter. So I'm like, okay, I got the the state bar thing dismissed. It wasn't the IRS, but whatever. I got one of them dismissed. Then two days later, my accountant calls me. He's like, hey, I talked to the IRS. Give me a call. So it took, it took me a couple of days, but I called him back and he's like, hey, so we talked to the IRS. We went over all the stuff. They're going to dismiss the case and they're going to give you a refund of 1800 bucks. I was like, boom. Wow. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, that's, that was, that's the power of tapping into the quantum, into the field. And yeah, you, you really do change your box. You change your frequency, you change your expectations, and then these things go away. And you, and you realize that all the problems we have, quote unquote problems, um, they're not really problems. They're there for us to see what we're creating and for us to learn and expand beyond.
So what I realized was like, maybe the problem of these IRS and state bar was for me to learn how powerful I am um, to be able to create a new reality for myself. And then those problems disappeared. Man, that, I, I love that story, man. That, that is incredible. And, you know, one thing that I keep seeing, you know, this is this common theme that I, I see, especially in the Tony group. And it's, it's no coincidence because of, you know, what he teaches. Um, one thing that you, you take all the challenges and struggles and problems and you're looking at it in how Tony would describe it as like, this is life happening for you. Like this is supposed to happen to help you reach that next level and making that little shift in your brain makes it so like the, the, like it completely changes your focus on how you're seeing your life in the present moment and completely can completely change your reality. Like right here, right now, simply by looking at the same situation from a completely different lens. Yes. Yes. And Look, Greg, I, I think we're here, we're here on like two types of missions. One is the external missions, like the things we want to create for the world. But second is the internal stuff, the internal missions, and they're the lessons to learn internally. And what you just said is one of the internal lessons that I think we're here to learn. So not looking at it as a problem, but looking at it as a blessing. And if once once I was able to shift my thing from this is a problem or why did this thing have to happen, blah, blah, blah. And I said, why is this a blessing? I started to start to level up. It's like it's like God and the universe is trying to throw this at you. So you learn it so you can level up and they can give you, you know, the next level, the next grade. So it's actually a spiritual lesson, I think, that must be learned. Like you go to first grade, you go to second grade. In the spiritual realm, you got to go through the lesson that understand that everything is a blessing. It's not a problem. And once you get that fully and you integrate it fully and you'll be tested, uh, once you get that, then you can level up. And this beautiful realization happens. I saw that all the problems I had, once I started looking at his blessings, I saw that I had been the one creating the problems. By my, a lot of it was my perspective and then a lot of it was my projection. And once I got that, everything shifted because it's like, oh, this is a blessing. Oh, I'm creating this. And this is a blessing. Mm, let me, let me explore how I'm creating this. Yeah. I have this like subconscious belief where, or this feeling like I want to feel frustrated. Like I realized like one of my emotional homes is to feel frustrated. So I haven't felt frustrated today. So let me find my mind was saying, let me find something to feel frustrated about. Oh, there it is. There's the thing to feel frustrated about and make it a blow it up and make it to this huge problem. Um, I remember, I remember one time we had this, you know, issue in our law practice and I was like, oh, this is like the number one issue. We just got to figure this out and solve it. And I was thinking about some of the other issues, but I'm like, nah, they're kind of meaningless. Like it's not that big a deal. A couple of days later, we solved the number one issue and I could feel in my mind as that one was solved, I could feel in my mind, that second problem start to come up and my mind was like, oh, but what about this thing? This is going to be bad, blah, 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 blah. And I was, and I saw my mind doing that literally in the process. And I was like, Okay, this whole like problem thing, it's a mindset. It's not like really reality. My mind was looking for something to get frustrated or upset about, and it would find it. And once one thing was gone, the next thing would arise. And when this is gone, the next thing arises. So that's a never-ending cycle. And it will, and because we're expecting that, we're also projecting that into reality. We're also sending energy for that for our team or whatever, or something to happen to create that. So we so instead of 
fixing, you should solve the outside problems, but more importantly, solve the internal perspective that this is a problem. And once you solve to solve that, these problems just fade away and disappear because there's a spirit, you realize there's a spiritual lesson the entire time. And that internal perspective change, that's from looking at things uh, instead of a problem as, and look at them as a blessing instead. Yep, exactly. So, so one of the things I, I don't want to say I'm perfect at this, but what, one of the things I do now is if a quote of something happens, I say, why is this a blessing? How did I create this? And why is this a blessing? And what can I learn from it? Those are like the three questions I probably ask. How did I create this? Why is it a blessing? What can I learn from it? Man, that's that so powerful. Yeah. Cause you know, Tony talks about your life is the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions that you ask yourself. And instead of asking yourself questions, why does this happen to me? Why does this problem? Why does it suck? Like, like the way you look at the same exact situation, you give it a completely different meaning and it changes your emotions about that. And the way in your quality of life, simply by just changing your focus, that is incredibly powerful. Yeah. And, and we've, I think we've all had that thing where something quote unquote bad happened. We look back and we say, Oh, that was the best thing that ever happened. Like we all have some version of that story, but why is it the best thing that ever happens? Cause you eventually you flipped your mindset about it. So everything that happens can be the best thing that ever happened. If you flip your mindset about it, it's that was, don't just make it a one-off thing where like you got lucky one time, make that your daily practice which I think is why you maybe have saw that one time is to learn to make it your daily practice, your daily outlook. Man, I'm telling you this, this conversation has been so healing, you know, it just, just like, it's been so fantastic. Cause like, um, I just like how you were when you had lost or like when you were like the, the $20,000 in debt and all that. And like, you're going through that challenge. You know, I'm going through something similar as far as like made the made the decision, bought the one way ticket to, to London. And it's like, I feel like I'm falling out of the airplane with like, this is a parachute. And I was at the beach in Santa Monica and had this like, I, I closed my eyes and I had this like realization, like, wait, like this is like one of the best things ever because I've been more vulnerable I've been more of myself. I've been willing to ask for more help, which is like, uh, you know, pride is one of the things that I struggled a lot with. And I was like, wait a second, like, this is like the biggest blessing because it allows me to be more of myself. And that's what and you, you talked about that. You touched on like you being your, your true real self, but not allowing yourself to do that. But because when you put yourself in that situation, then, and then when you, when you change, when I change my focus about, it, I'm like, wait a second, like, this is like one of the biggest blessings because now I'm able to really fully be myself and able to let go and look at this, like, wow, like this has actually been one of the most helpful things. And now it makes life even more exciting. Look, it's the same situation, it's the same situation, but now it's a completely different take on that. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The more, the more you're, those three questions I said, I don't always get the answers right away. Sometimes it's an exploration. And if you can make it fun and like, hey, I don't know what the answer is and make it like fun, step into the unknown. Um, you can actually make things like actually be a lot of fun, like where it's not what normally might be stressful can actually be a ton of fun. And when you flip it, you you see the story, you see the journey in it, you see your own learning in it, you know, like you can go through a spiritual awakening, you know, it's stuck in traffic, you know, when you, you really just like play with it and see how am I feeling right now? You see, that's the way you feel about a lot of things. And if you could break it or evolve while you're in traffic, it evolves in other places as well, right? 
Not to yeah. say that's easy to do, especially if you're in California, but there you go. Hundred percent. So, uh, Dustin, man, um, I, I I greatly appreciate you, man. What what would be some if 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 you want to reiterate something that maybe we talked about, or maybe you, there's still some stuff you want to you know say as far as like maybe giving some advice to you know younger entrepreneurs we're looking at like eighteen to like 25, 26, and maybe feeling a little directionless or wh- wherever it is they, they want to get into entrepreneurship what would be something maybe you want to reiterate or something like you haven't touched on quite a bit or gone deep enough with? Yeah. Three, uh, three things come to mind. One is I said it before, personal development, continue to learn. If it's audio book, audible is so cheap, 15 books for like 300 bucks for a year. It's worth the investment, invest in yourself and continue to learn, to learn, to learn, because that's going to give you everything. Absolutely. Everything. Um, Second is understand how to create, like understand that your thoughts are creating your reality. So rather than just being passive about that, be very active about it. Something I do, and I got this from Think and Grow Rich book, whenever I have a new goal I'm creating, I I will write down, I call it like the affirmation script, you could say, but I'll write down um, what I want, how it's going to feel in the process to create that. What are my clients going to tell me um, and what's the outcome going to be? I basically like write, it's almost like a journal entry. You can take a journal entry a year from now and reflect on some goal that you had and you're reading it. But instead of reading it a year from now, after you've written it, write it now and read it every day before you go to sleep or when you wake up. That is one of the best ways to create your reality. And, you know, we all have this beautiful gift inside, this beautiful idea inside. And we want to learn how to bring it out to get past the fears and the doubts. And you do that by being aware of what your mind is. Your mind is like your car. You're the driver of the car, right? But you're limited by what your car can do. So if you're trying to drive across the country, you got to get your oil changes. You got to fill up on the gas, right? You're, if you go there and think, I don't have to fill up on gas, or why do I have to fill up on gas? Or why do I have to get my oil changed? Blah, blah, blah. You're not understanding how the mind works. You're kind of fighting the reality of it. So understand how it works and use it to your advantage by programming the thoughts in. So when you have, and what happens is your thoughts start to shift. Instead of being fearful and like uncertain, you start to shift and you start to create your reality. So do that and read it every day. That's one of the most powerful techniques I use. That's how I built my law practice, how I built so many things. Um, And I tell people it's the simplest and it'll be the most difficult thing you do every day because your mind again wants familiarity and if it's if you start reading this it knows it's going to start to shift and eventually it'll go with you but it's going to try to force you to stop you at, at, at first so all you have to do is write it once and then just read it every day it takes like literally a couple minutes but i tell this to people and they don't sometimes some don't do it because they let their mind get in the way um, it's one of those things where you just do it regardless of how you feel and you start to reprogram your mind and create something new and then the third thing I'll leave is, and I learned this recently, is, is kind of the external missions and the internal missions. We're not here necessarily to, we have this idea, right? We want to create this idea. It's not necessarily about creating the idea. It is, but it isn't. It's about the journey of who we're becoming along the way to create the idea. And the journey is the internal stuff. The journey is, when I'm doing this and um, I start to get frustrated, understand why that is and let me shift it internally, right? 
the journey is then now, oh, this, uh, my dad didn't, or my mom didn't think I could succeed. Can I learn to forgive them and release that? So it's these lessons you learn on the journey. That's what it's really about. And that's where the fun really is. It doesn't seem like fun, but if you look at it as fun, it can, that's where the fun really is. Once you hit the goal, the goal is great. The joy of the hitting the goal lasts. And Tony Robbins talks about this a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. It might take you years to get there. Don't live years in frustration building the goal. And then I got the goal and you enjoy it for a couple of weeks. Well, you're, you're really, I think, missing the point of it all, missing the point of life. And I, I'm guilty of this. I've done this definitely in the past before. What I'm doing now is I'm not trying to rush to the goal. I'm trying to enjoy the journey and learn about myself as I go in the process of creating and accomplishing the goal. And I don't have to rush to it. Just it's about the journey, not about the destination, which I it's been overused as cliche, but that's how I kind of view it. Learn what are you going to learn along the way about yourself as you create the goal for others in the world? And then you're doing the external mission creation and you're doing the internal mission, which is learning the art of forgiveness and the art of loving others as yourself and all that stuff. Man, I, I wow, that was that was incredible, man. What uh, b- before we wrap it up here? What are three books that you feel like have been most helpful for you? Like that you were like, I love these books. Three books: uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, uh, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, which kind of talks about how to create a morning routine where you're shifting your mindset that I was talking about. Um, I'll throw out there, if, if you're a business owner already and you want to systemize your business, try Gino Wickman, get a grip. That's what really shifted everything for me, where I was an operator in my business with 10 people. We grew to 40 people. I read that book and it shifted everything. I created systems and more systems and structure. And I'm able to be, I'm just the owner now. I'm not even the operator. I just meet with our leader manager every couple of weeks and go over stuff. But that's giving me so much free time. Um, and I can dive into stuff as I want to. That's that's the key with biz- being a business owner is, is creating it where it runs without you. But if you want, some people like to do the work, that's fine. But create it where it runs without you, but you can dive into different areas that you want to be a part of. So those would be the three books. Boom. Awesome. Dustin, thank you so much, man. Where can people find more information about you and um, in touch? Yeah. So, my, so the Instagram that I'm building right now is just, a lot of stuff we talked about the personal development would be manifestation academy so we're on youtube and also on instagram you can follow us there you can go to our website manifestationacademy.com i'm actually creating uh i don't know when this is going to publish but a a an affirmation app to help people program their mindset through affirmations and audios and also i'm creating a uh, free kind of guide on morning routines and evening routines and how to set them and what are all the nuances of it and, and all that. So they can go to manifestationacademy.com to get all that info. Beautiful. Again, Dustin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for hopping on here today, my man. All right. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Yep. And talk to you soon. All right, everybody.